1: Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From props to parlays to totals and spreads, it's time for Odds and End Zones, a feature of the Fans First Sports Network. It's time to sweat it out. Here's your hosts, Ian Saint Clair and Adam Mongnati.
2: Adam. Yes. Let's ride. Oh, Lutz Ride. L- L-U-T-Z. What the actual F. Uh, you know, let's start with let's start with Will Lutz. Let's 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 go into it. The Broncos lost a one-score game. They missed an extra point and a 55-yard field goal, and by they I mean Will Lutz, and that's the difference in the game with one L. With one L. Yes. Yes. With one yeah. L. He he couldn't bring both because he couldn't take two L's on the way out. On no. the way out. Yeah. No. Just just awful. I, you know the frustrating thing about that is, Sean Payton traded a seventh-round draft pick for this guy because he trusted him, and all it really does is open up the conversation of why didn't they just keep McManus? And I, I suppose there's a legitimate like, well, why didn't they keep McManus? And I'm sure it has to do with money and whatever. It doesn't matter. Quite frankly, we're talking about middle-of-the-road kickers here. And my, my feeling on this, and we talked about this before we started, is that's not why they lost the game. And, and you mentioned it as well as we were, as we were having the discussion. The, they lose by one point, and those four points would have been the difference. But they also didn't score when they had an opportunity to. Uh, when they were inside the ten yard line, they could have punched in him for a touchdown, and instead they settled. First is, and ten. Was they 10. had a first and goal. It was bad. It was bad. And and to to me, and I, I said this in the in the game preview. It felt like they took their foot off the gas in the second half offensively. They looked like two different teams. They looked like and and maybe we credit the Ra- the Raiders for making adjustments. I don't know. Uh, I think halftime adjustments are an overrated sort of uh like like Peyton Manning used to say halftime adjustments are BS. Nobody does halftime adjustments. You're too busy trying to get yourself ready for the second half as far as getting fluids and stretched out and retaping and there's just there's not a lot of adjustments that go on. Coaches make adjustments, I suppose, but players are are probably a little busy in that short amount of time. But the Broncos came out in the second half offensively and did not they didn't put their foot down. I believe I said they didn't stomp on their opponent's neck. And there is a certain amount of killer instinct that goes with being a, a, a football team that wins week to week. The the New England Patriots, for as much as I hate them, under Bill Belichick, when they had Tom Brady and they were winning all those games, they were they were neck stompers. They, they, they ended you as soon as they could. The best teams put an end to you quickly. The Denver Broncos in 2013 when they should have won the Super Bowl with the greatest offense in, super, in, in the Super Bowl era, the greatest offense in NFL history, period, end of discussion. They put teams away. They absolutely murdered them. They never took their foot off the gas. The Broncos came out against the Raiders in the second half, and they looked slow. They looked cautious. They looked very different than a team that starts a game by kicking an onside kick, which, cute, I I suppose I I thought at first, Oh, I like this, but now hindsight sort of makes me go. I don't, I think that was dumb. Just play football, but whatever. I, that is not why they lost either. The reason they lost is, is there are many reasons, but offensively to me, they just, they stopped going for it. And when you stop going for it, you're just hoping the clock runs out. You're rooting for the clock at that point. And I, That's a bad look. That's a bad look for Sean Payton in his first game as the Denver Broncos head coach.
0: The thing that was so disappointing is they finally score a touchdown on the opening drive of a game, which, by the way, is the first time since 2008. Can you believe that they've opened a
2: season? That includes the Peyton Manning era with those great offenses I just talked about.
0: What? Jay Cutler was the last quarterback to do it.
2: Well, you know Jay Cutler was a stud.
0: And Mike Shanahan was the head coach. Mm. So what does I that think there's a connection there. Yeah. Um. And Joe Ellis didn't want him around. Another reason to despise everything about Joe Ellis. Every chance we get. But they also ended the half with a touchdown drive. And then they come out and proceed. I, I, I'm not sure, but it's they had to punt. They didn't do anything with it. They didn't do the double dip, which you have to pay double for
1: it's but worth the, it's that, worth that the was
0: cost what was so that was that's what was so disappointing and the other thing that Sean Payton said on monday at his news conference with the denver media is the offense lacked explosive plays okay isn't he the one who calls the plays
2: Last i checked i don't know he didn't he didn't tell me he was calling them but i just assumed with that big old board that he has in front of his face through the whole game that when he speaks into the microphone that's in front of his face, I just assumed that was information going to Russell Wilson and he was the one telling him what to do. I, it, it was a major letdown. It, it is the biggest letdown in recent memory that for, for me, like I think about how I felt after each game of the last seven or eight years or whatever. And and I think they're all losses. So whatever, and it's all very frustrating. But this this was, and I know I said I wasn't going to get excited until they made me get excited, but I was excited. I wanted to be excited. I wanted to feel good about the start of the football season. And this was a huge letdown. And and it was a huge letdown because of the way that they just, they petered out at the end. It, it turned into just, meh.
0: In terms of that drive that they had, Inside the 10, first and goal. They ran three straight passing plays. With the way that Samaje Pirine and Javante Williams were running, why not call a run play? Maybe not on first down, but maybe on second. Or they should have on second because Adam Troutman got the ball inside the five-yard line. That would have been a perfect opportunity to go heavy and let Samaje Pirine, who runs incredibly hard, He was tackled a a couple of times behind the line of scrimmage and plowed through to get positive yardage. I'm not saying he would have scored a touchdown, but he would have gotten close. So that was disappointing. But to me, the main reason they lost this game, absolutely zero pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. The pass rush was atrocious against the Raiders. You couldn't even call it a pass rush. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't hit. They had three quarterback hits the entire game. And I wouldn't be surprised if he had already gotten beyond the line of scrimmage when they hit him. There was no pass rush. He looked like Tom Brady on Sunday. Jimmy Garoppolo is not as good as Tom Brady. Not even close. But that's how the Broncos' (laughs) defense made him look. The other aspect, and I think this is going to be something – That could be a huge concern is Damari Mathis. Yeah,
2: I knew exactly where you were going.
0: He got absolutely singled out and thrown
2: to the entire game. Jacoby Myers looked like, up until he got his his head almost taken off, he looked like Jerry Rice. Jacoby Myers looked like a stud, and he's never really looked like a stud in the NFL, but Damari Mathis made him look like a stud and that is your absolute if i don't have to throw towards Pat tan ever because damari mathis is covering the other receiver Pat tan becomes a a, a sort of an obsolete player on the field because he's just gonna i just don't have to look that way that was awful yeah
0: i mean and it's not to say that it was all negative I mean, the offense definitely looked better. It, I think it definitely looked improved. I think the reason they only scored 16 points is because they only had six possessions. That's, I mean, that's absurd. They, teams usually get 12 to 13 possessions in a football game. They had six. The Raiders had six. The Broncos were minus not scoring a touchdown when they could have put the game away on that drive inside the 10-yard line. They were two for three in the red zone. They need to get better on third down, but I think that will happen. So there are areas that look good. I I really like the way the running game looked, which is why I was so disappointed they didn't try to run it on that key possession inside the 10 with a chance to put the game away. The offensive line pretty much held up. I mean, you're not going to be able to contain Max Crosby an entire game. He's going to make an impact. That's just how good he is. So credit to him. But for the most part, the offensive line did its job. There were stupid penalties, stupid mistakes, not awareness on the field. So I, I, and we can get into this. I think part of that is Sean Payton doesn't have the best record in September. He gets better in October.
2: Yeah, I don't remember what the numbers are, but I think it's like something, something around 24 and 27 in the month of September is his record as a head coach. And that, that's that's not great because it means that as a head coach you're starting in a hole every season. Your your team is constantly starting behind the eight ball, but the record in October and I I don't remember what that was either. And I suppose you could you know we could look that up. Is is much better. Like I think he has forty one wins. It's like in yes, September. It's insane how many. He's well over five hundred. It, it 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 is a it is a major turnaround. So I guess the silver lining here is. There's going to potentially be that turnaround. We saw we saw positives. And I think that you probably could be positive moving forward if it wasn't feeling like deja vu all over again, right? If we weren't having that, uh, oh, I've been here before sort of like beating in your chest of, ah, I, I know what this is. I know this feeling. It might make us a little more um, able to cope with something like this. But a loss to the Raiders to start the season at home in a, in a way that looked like you kind of just petered out. You obviously have some holes on defense. Your offense isn't explosive, but whose fault is that, I suppose, there it's, it's hard to pinpoint what the emotion is, but it's almost th- that fate is an inevitable thing. Kind of, you, you know, it's coming and, and you just, you you're, you're, lo- you're watching it happen again and again and again and again. And it's like, no matter what you do, it's the same thing over and over and over and over. And that's how this felt. Whether that's going to be the long-term feeling throughout the season, I don't know. But I, I was, I spent most of Sunday very angry. If you ask my wife, she'd be like, "Yeah, that guy sucked to be around on Sunday because, uh, because of the Broncos." Which my brother always tells me, "Why would you let you know twenty-two guys ruin your day?" And I'm like, "It's more than that. There's the coaches, there's the reps, there's the you know the 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 announcers piss me off sometimes. So it's more than just the twenty-two guys on the field." <laughs> Here's the thing that I think fans need to
0: start to consider there's a reason they've the Broncos have been so bad the last seven years we all want Sean Payton to come in flip the switch and it immediately gets better it is going to take time that's how bad the Denver Broncos have been and the thing that I said and the things that we've learned story after the game on Sunday it's not so much the Broncos need to learn how to win they need to learn how to not lose games sort of like crawling, you need to learn how to crawl before you walk. They need to learn how to not lose games before they can win games. And I think there are some things that Sean Payton can go to and say, here's the things that we did well, but here's the things that we didn't. And it's unacceptable. We need to win. That's the thing that he's going to be able to do. And we did see evidence of this throughout the preseason, where they got better week to week. I think that needs to be the expectation for this team going forward. The best way to do that is to actually have a pass rush. So that's my key to the game against the Commanders on Sunday is actually have a pass rush. What is Randy Gregory doing if he's not getting after the quarterback? What is Frank Clark doing if he's not committing stupid penalties that keep drives alive? Where is anyone? on the defensive line, getting pressure. And the thing that's so disappointing about that is they finally contained Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs didn't do anything on Sunday, and they still lost because they couldn't get after the quarterback. That has to change if the Broncos want to win on Sunday.
2: I agree with you on that. I already kind of mentioned my original key to the game, which is the offense has to just go ahead and, and finish the game. They've got to continue. They can't come out looking laxadaisical in the second half, but I'm gonna add that, add to that, and it's on the defensive side of the ball, and it has to do with Damari Mathis. And I think it plays into your key to the game as well. So yes, the Broncos offense has to be able to finish. And they can't become overly conservative as the game goes on. They've gotta keep going. Once you've got a team on the ropes knock them out, keep swinging, knock them out. But defensively, there's, you've got to find a way to help Damari Mathis because I, I, I don't know what else they're going to do in the secondary. I don't know what the second option is there. So you've got to figure out a way to make it so that uh you, he's got help, right? He can't be left on an Island because clearly he shrinks in, in the moment. And That, to me, includes a good pass rush. If you're hurrying a quarterback and they're constantly feeling rushed and feeling the pressure, that helps your secondary. So that's one reason why Damari Mathis looks so bad because Jimmy Garoppolo had all day to throw and Jacoby Myers was able to make him look bad. If you don't allow the quarterback that kind of time, right? If if he's not sitting there eating a sandwich the whole time, just relaxing – then maybe Damari Mathis doesn't struggle as much. But also, you you gotta help him. He needs he needs somebody, you know, helping him to blanket a receiver. And you hate to say that because it takes a it takes a player away from another responsibility. But but it was bad. It was bad enough that Jacoby Myers was essentially the the key to that game. And Devontae Adams was totally shut down by Pat Sertan, who once again goes out and proves how incredible he is with some really great plays, but it was almost like token plays because they knew they could just throw it over to Jacoby Myers whenever they needed to.
0: Offensively, they need to get the explosive plays use Marvin Mims or I think that's his name. I always get in confused with Denzel Mims and Marvin Mims. Anyway, use the rookie from Oklahoma. Use his speed. Use the deep passes. Hopefully Jerry Judy is back. They may be conservative with him, Greg Dulcich is hurt again. Caden Stearns is hurt again. You hate it for both of them, but they need to have the explosive plays on offense. I think that's the main thing. They can run the ball. I think Russell Wilson looked better than he has at any point in a Broncos uniform on Sunday. He, and he then and defensively, looked
2: good. Right? We haven't even mentioned Cortland Sutton, who I think yeah. played a really good game.
0: And then defensively, the other thing that really disappointed me is the way they tackled. They need to tackle better. Because it's not about talent. It's like in basketball when you box out. Boxing out and tackling is all about effort. It has nothing to do with talent. You either want to tackle
2: or you don't. Effort plays are are the plays that separate teams at times, especially teams that are kind of on the bubble, that are not quite as good as they need to be, right? And so those effort plays are the ones that make a difference. And tackling is an effort play. You're, you're absolutely right about that. So when they play the Washington Commanders uh, coming up here in, in a few days, now free of Dan Snyder. Now, now free of Dan you, – you know, it, it, I wonder what that does for the, the franchise. Uh, I assume that eventually it means good things because Dan Snyder was such an awful person. But in the immediateness of it, we as – uh, fans of a team that just went through an ownership change, we know just because you change owners doesn't mean that things on the field are going to change immediately. Just because you change coaches doesn't mean things are going to change immediately, and they haven't done that anyway. And they're coming in with a young quarterback. They're coming in with, I believe, some injuries. Is Scary Terry McLaurin playing this week? I don't remember. Uh, I, I feel like I saw him on the injury list, but I don't know for sure. Um, but this is one of those situations. They're going to face an aggressive defense with Jack of the River. Mm-hmm. You got you got Jack of the River who's showing those animal clips, showing uh, showing his defense clips of animals attacking each other, because why not? And they've got a good defense. So it's going to be a big they test. They really do. But 0-2 is – is I, I don't know that 0-2 is recoverable, even with our conversation about Sean Payton's record in September versus October. 0-2 at home? Yikes yikes said the man with two games that
0: going into the season were very winnable and sunday's game against the raiders was very winnable the commanders are not going to be a playoff team they're at least third in their division behind the eagles and the cowboys so they're going to be middle of the pack and if you're looking ahead to the schedule A week from Sunday they go to Miami and I don't know if anyone saw what that Dolphins offense
2: just did to the Chargers holy smokes yeah that that's a game that you may not um you if you watch it you might want to watch it in an inebriated state or some sort of uh enhanced state just to help get you through I think that will I'm not going to preview that game now but I'm a little I'm I'm not excited about it let's Let's go ahead and talk about this Washington Commanders game, though. And we, we did our keys to the game. Let's look at some players to watch. And and I think that for me, I'm going to go ahead and jump in right away on defense. And I'm going to say, just to stick with the theme, it's Damari Mathis. Can he recover from what was a, a fairly embarrassing result for him uh, against the Raiders at home in the in the home opener? Uh, if he has another bad game, I I, yeah, I I can't even get the words out. That's how bad that'll be. Someone in the front seven.
0: Anyone, right? Get after the quarterback. Anyone. Bueller. Bueller. Get after the quarterback. Somebody. Somebody along the offensive line, the edge or linebacker. Get after the quarterback. Maybe send a safety blitz from maybe. Because obviously sending four guys on Sunday didn't work. I get it. Jimmy Garoppolo gets rid of the ball really fast, but eventually you have to start trying something, changing things up. There was a lot of questions about whether or not Vance Joseph was the right hire at defensive coordinator. That game against the Raiders did nothing to alleviate those concerns. So very concerning. (laughs) Somebody do something. Randy Gregory, Frank Clark, Jonathan Cooper, somebody hit the quarterback pressure the quarterback get something. a push up the field something. something
2: something anything come on do something do something oh my that gosh oh.
0: of the stick figure yeah come on do something do
2: something oh my gosh all right offensively i got a i got a guy uh and and i think it's going to be uh, it, it's going to be Cortland Sutton. And and the reason it's going to be Cortland Sutton, he was, in my opinion, at least in the passing game, he was the bright spot. He was the guy who Russell Wilson could rely on. He scored the touchdown. Uh, he looked good. Uh, he's, he's, he seems to be somewhat returning to form. I don't think we're ever going to get the Cortland Sutton of a few years ago that was just otherworldly other good. Uh, knee injuries have a tendency to really just – it, it, they're just hard to recover from. Even when you're back, you're not always back. But if he and, and Russell Wilson can continue to have good rapport and he can become Russell Wilson's security blanket in a way, that gives at least one guy that Russell Wilson knows he can rely on and it opens up the field a little bit. So for me, it's Cortland Sutton. And and, and yeah, I do own him in fantasy football and I am thinking about starting him. What do you What do you want? What, what, what's What's it to you? For me, it's Sean
0: Payton and Joe Lombardi. There weren't explosive plays against the Raiders. Call them. It is. It is your job. That <laughs> is. I mean. That is your job. That's like a I, I, I That's like, a shooter being able to, shoot the ball, and they don't make them. And they say, well, I need more shots. Well, you didn't make the ones that you got.
2: Shooter's going to shoot, right? Shooter's going to shoot? I guess so. I guess so. All right, I got a score prediction. You got a score prediction? I just wrote it down. By the way, we nailed the under. I took the under. Did, did You did. Nailed it. Won a little money on that. I won a little money this week, by the way. I hit a, I hit a couple of uh, parlays. I hit a bet or two here and there. It was, it was uh, not a bad week for me on the old betting scene. Um, and I, and I did take the under on the Bronco game and, uh, I'm going to continue that trend this week. Again, uh, I am going to take the under and I'm, I'm not even going to change my score prediction from last week. I'm going, uh, 1713 and I, I think Denver gets a win here for those who don't know
0: the over under at DraftKings is 39. So it's down from 44 It's way down. So it, Even the sports works are like, well, I guess we're going back to what what it was last year where the under is going to hit every single time in a Broncos game. The Broncos are the favorite at three and a half, somewhat of a surprise. I'm I'm guessing that's because the Broncos are at home. I'm going to go with the under. I I thought the offense would be better. I think it'll be better on Sunday, but I still don't think they're going to hit the over. I think it's going to be 20... 17
2: I guess Denver (laughs) you're still flipping a coin here I mean it's like (laughs) hey he's okay yeah we'll do it do it so
0: the so the Broncos would win but Washington would cover
2: and the under would hit now that's an important little distinction there a lot of times we like to jump into some parlays and some and some prop bets and stuff like that it's nothing's up right now um if I, I suppose one thing I will mention it before we uh, kind of get off of all of this is uh, I do think that uh, when you're looking at props and you're looking at passing yards, if you're going to look at like passing yards and passing touchdowns and you're going to do some parlays and stuff stuff like that, go low on the passing yards right now for Russell Wilson. Don't don't think he's throwing three hundred. He's not doing any Shadur Sanders numbers. Right. This isn't the Colorado Buffaloes offense. This is this is the Denver Broncos. So just temper your expectations take the lower side of things don't don't think that you're going to get a 400 those are those are pointless bets those you might as well just burn the money right now and and move on but throw your parlays together where maybe you take the under and you take uh, a low number of yards passed and and maybe one one and a half touchdowns maybe right or or less than one and a half touchdowns if you will for Russell Wilson that's where i would go with those bets i don't know what the numbers are going to be when they come out but I feel like we've seen this show before. We probably have a pretty good idea of where the where the lines are going to go. You know what you're doing here. If you're betting the Broncos, you know you're betting things on the lower side of the numbers, not the higher side.
0: And I will say, while it's not out yet, anytime touchdown for Javante Williams. Adam, just as everyone predicted, the Raiders are 1-0 at a top of the AFC West while the Chargers, Broncos, and Chiefs all lost
2: yeah you know it's funny I maybe we could blame my little brother for this he and I were talking on the on the phone and uh he said (laughs) he said would it be funny if at the end of this week the Broncos were the lone team at the top of the division and and I laughed at the time and now I look back at it and realize uh yeah he screwed us over but anyway uh the AFC West, uh, as far as we're concerned right now, it looks odd, to say the least, with the Raiders sitting up top. Uh, the Chiefs with a, 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 a sort of a surprise loss. Nobody was expecting that at all. And then the Chargers, you know, Chargers going to Chargers. So I don't really have any, you know, I'm not surprised by that. But uh, looking at the division, uh, the, the the division games this week, the Raiders go to Buffalo. Uh, the char- Chargers are at uh, Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then who do the Chiefs play this week? I can't find them. Jacksonville. Them. Jacksonville, that's right. Okay, all right.
0: Going so to that'll be a win. Yeah, that's a win. And okay. and the Chiefs get Chris Jones back. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if Travis Kelsey plays. And for the only person who had a worse week than Kadarius Tony.
2: Josh Allen. He did have a bad week. He had a bad week. Uh, you know, it's uh, there may need to be some evaluating of of just what his status is as a as an all star superstar football player. Uh, I know that um, it, you know he does seem to be someone who makes a lot of mistakes, but uh, I don't know that Bills team. I wonder if their window is closing. They they look like they I think should it's closed. have they should have won a Super Bowl already or gotten to a Super Bowl and. They missed their opportunity. At least that's the way it feels with them. And I I do think they beat the Raiders this week. I don't think the Raiders go 2-0. They're traveling across the country. They've got the early game in Buffalo. That's a really tough place to go and play anyway. So I I think the Bills get that win. But I I just don't don't know that the Bills run away with the AFC East like everybody was thinking. The the Patriots looked way better than we thought they were going to look. The Jets won a game against the Bills. I mean, I mean, I know the Jets aren't going to win a lot of games because Aaron Rodgers' injury and whatnot, but it, and Nathaniel
0: Hackett's the offensive coordinator.
2: Yeah, I, they get a lot working against them there. But I just, I, I, just feel like you're right. I think their window is is absolutely closed. The team that is going to run away with that division, in my opinion, is the Dolphins. I, they just looked yes. incredible. they so talk about explosive plays on offense, just insane. So. Uh yeah, there there's there's no way to get away from that. Uh I don't I don't know about the Chargers Titans, that's a close game. Yeah, I think the Chargers probably get that win cuz the the Titans are so bad. Uh and you're right. Who cares? So, there's your Actually,
0: your, I I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee wins that game because I think Derrick Henry can run all over that
2: defense. Which is uh, again, that's another surprise. They have some really good defensive players and they can't stop anybody. It's a little bit crazy. So,
0: to me, the the best team in the NFL, after the way they looked in week one, San Francisco 49ers, they just completely whooped the Pittsburgh Steelers at home with the Steelers at home. They went across the country and completely demolished the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I don't know if it's because of the organization and everyone's just hoping that Kenny Pickett turns out to be a great quarterback and it's Mike Tomlin, but holy smokes. If you don't have a futures bet on the San Francisco 49ers, that is the most complete team in football right now because you have Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and a, defense and,
2: and a defense that is good
0: at every level. Every single level of that defense is phenomenal. That
2: team is so good. I agree, and that's actually one of the games I would highlight because that Rams team looked a lot better than people thought they were going to look. Maybe the Seahawks are fools gold. They looked good last year. People were buying into Geno Smith over here. I have him on my fantasy team. I, you know, I, I get all of that. Geno 911 here, but that Rams team also looked better than expected. That game's going to be an interesting one in Los Angeles. I think the 49ers win it, but i I am not, uh, I, I am not writing the Rams' chances off. I just think you're absolutely right. That 49ers team looks incredible. Um, another game that I think is interesting in the early window: the Ravens and Bengals. Yeah. The The Bengals looked like garbage. Horrible. The Ravens didn't look much better, to be honest. And they're so, playing the Texans though, so. That's well, that's, that's concerning. I mean, Lamar Jackson didn't do hardly anything. Zay flowers looked good. Uh, you know, you've got some injuries there for the Ravens. That game is an important game. That's a division game, uh, with two teams that look a little bit shaky. The Bengals are and one. That's, that's going to be an important one for the AFC and, and the central for sure. Or the North central. Oh my God. I went back in time. (laughs) The other game that's going to
0: be interesting is the Cowboys and the Jets. That Jets' defense is incredible. The Cowboys' defense is going to just completely dismantle Zach Wilson and, and the Jets' offense. So the key to the game is what does, Dak, what does Dak do? Does Dak do a Josh Allen, which he's completely capable of doing? Because that defense is going to make life miserable for Dak. As a fantasy owner of Dak, I'm actually consider considering benching
2: him and playing Russell Wilson. Ooh, that's, ooh, that's, that's high praise for the Jets defense. I think that's what that is, uh, and, and I think you're absolutely right. The other game that I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to is Dolphins at Patriots. That, that Dolphins team, their offense is so good and so explosive, and, and I love me some Mike McDaniel, and so I, that is my sort of, you know, it's, a, it's the Sunday night game, so it's prime time. I don't have to worry about watching anything else. I love that that's Here's the game I get to watch. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fine. If
0: Tua Tagovaiola can stay healthy, I I agree with you. I think they're going to be the winner of the AFC East. I think they will be a top three seed in the conference. And no one is going to want to face that offense with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Those, I mean, Tyreek Hill, for all the things that we've said about him when he played in Kansas City, he's a garbage human being. But my God, he is a matchup nightmare. And... Here's something that's very interesting. I said this to my wife. I think Andy Reid and the Chiefs have devalued the receiver position because of how good Patrick Mahomes is. If they have Juju Smith-Schuster in that Thursday night game, if they have Tyreek Hill in that Thursday night game, they win. But because they've completely devalued that receiver position and think Kadarius Toney and Sky Moore can be as good as Tyreek Hill – it could end up costing them,
2: and that's my hope. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna call my shot here. You made you made mention of something. I'm gonna do one. I'm gonna call call my shot, and it, it's it's dependent upon Tua. If Tua is healthy, it's Tua and the Dolphins against Brock Purdy and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. That is my prediction.
0: With Tua as the MVP of the regular season, not the Super.
1: play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.